1: Of Rocket Fuel, a New York Jets podcast. I'm your host Alfred Parsar Jr. And as a reminder, Rocket Fuel, a New York Jets podcast, is a proud member of the Grid Network. Uh, We are entering Week Four, or I should say, we are in the middle of Week Four. Not a Thursday Night Football has passed us uh, in the National Football League 2022 season. The New York Jets sitting at one and two in the AFC East, and I'm going to admit. I was wrong, I know I did say the Jets were going to beat Cincinnati, I did predict a score of 21-17, and I will admit that I have egg on my face. Not only was I wrong, but the Jets were nowhere near competitive. So we're going to recap, last Sunday, MetLife Stadium, the New York Jets hosting the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Where do we begin? First off, the final score was 27-12. to Joe Burrow looked really good in this game. I don't know what our defense was doing. Uh, Joe Burrow, 23 for 36, completions to attempts, 275 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Then you look at the Jets. And what did I call him last week on this program? Broadway Joe. Can't call him that no more. That's disrespectful to Namath. But Joe Flacco, twenty-eight for fifty-two. Joe Flacco throws a lot. I'm starting to realize that he throws a lot of passes. Twenty-eight for fifty-two, two hundred eighty-five yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: No touchdowns at all in this game. This was a field goal game. Greg Zerline. Was responsible for all 12 points. You're not going to win many football games in the National Football League if every single point accounted for is at the foot of the kicker. I would say at the hands of the kicker, but, you know, um, the kicker does not score with his hands. But Greg Zerline, responsible for all 12 points. It's... It was a real frustrating game. We talked about how Cincinnati had... The worst one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. Joe Burrow was only sacked two times in the entire course of the game. Once by Sheldon Rankins and once by Quinning Williams. CJ Mosley, seven tackles. Not a bad game, but twenty seven to twelve. The Jets just got shredded. Absolutely shredded. Um there's not much more I can say on this defeat because I can hammer points into the ground, but here's what Coach Robert solid had to say.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, you've got you've got all those third down opportunities, and those are the ones that you've got to you've got to find a way to convert uh, just to keep drives alive. And um, uh, credit to those guys, they did a great job getting off the field, and we just could not we could not convert third downs in, in crunch time to be able to um, uh, get those points. Whereas in the first half, for those guys, they were able to convert their third downs in the. The big point. So it is frustrating, you know. It's uh, uh, part of everything that I keep telling you guys about. It's uh, it is frustrating as hell. But uh, anytime you turn the ball over four times, you only get one takeaway. Obviously, you're never going to win a football game. Uh, we had opportunities in the second half to try to change momentum. Um, I mean, they tried to help us with momentum, going for it on fourth down, miss field goal, just whatever. And we just got to be able to take advantage of those. But uh, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't clicking. We you know, you have the personal foul penalty that uh, negates a what's can, what should be a touch on drive, and um, just it, it wasn't good. So you've heard it from
1: Coach Sala himself. Penalties and four takeaways for the Bengals, only one for the Jets, and not converting on third downs is what killed the New York Jets on Sunday against the cincinnati Bengals, and if you're going to win football games in the national football league you got to be able to convert on third down you got to be able to get some takeaways and for a team who had the second most pressured quarterback in the league of course i'm talking about the cincinnati Bengals and joe burrow uh the first of course being uh daniel jones of the new york giants but for the second most pressured qb in the league leading up to week three for the jets to only get to him twice that's That's saying something, but looking forward, uh, the Jets are on the road this Sunday, 1 p.m. game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, of course, this is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. of old. There is no Juju Smith-Schuster. There is no Ben Roethlisberger. Instead, they've got to deal with Mitchell Trubisky and Deontay Johnson, and I don't know how this one is going to fare. I really don't the Steelers had a very lucky week 1 win by the skin of their teeth against the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals. New York Jets coming off of a demoralizing loss. Uh, both teams are 1 and 2, so the winner of this game will go to 500, the loser guaranteed to go 1 and 3. So somebody's going to go to 500 playing this game. And like I said, this one can go either way. It can go either way. But right now, the way that I'm going to go is we're going to talk about the keys to the game for the Jets to be successful against this Pittsburgh Steelers football team. Uh, I feel like the big key to the game is third down. Uh, as we heard in the soundbite from the post game presser with Coach Sala, uh the Jets did not uh, convert many third downs against the Bengals. And again, you're not going to win football games in the NFL without converting third downs. Now, why am I focusing on third downs so much? For two reasons. One, the Jets need to convert on third downs on offense. And two, they need to stop the Steelers on third down.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Now, third down is an Achilles heel for both of these teams, and I'll tell you why we'll get into the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers game where they lost last week to the Cleveland Browns, the same Cleveland Browns that the Jets beat in week two, uh, the Steelers only converted one of their nine third downs the entire game. In their week one win over Cincinnati, they converted four out of 15. Uh, The only team they've managed to convert against uh, with relative success were the New England Patriots, where they converted eight of 15 third downs. Now... You may be asking, well, Alfred, where are you going with all this? I'll tell you. With all of the third downs that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had and that they've converted, they have a third down conversion rate of 33.3%, which ranks them 24th out of 32 NFL football teams. So the Steelers are in the bottom third of third down conversion rate in the NFL. Uh, most weeks, that would be a statistic that you would probably get excited about if you were the opposing fan base. But however, the Jets, now check this whopping statistic out. The Jets have allowed 51.2% of the third downs that Dave played against on defense to be converted. That is the second worst percentage in the entire National Football League. So check this out. For all. Of the third down possessions that the opposition has had on offense, the Jets have allowed a third down conversion 51% of the time. That's rotten. And I'm pretty sure all of you have heard of the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. Well, in this case, the immovable object here is the Steelers' offense inability to move the ball. The unstoppable force is the Jets' inability to get out of their own way on defense. So take that for what you will. So the Jets, this is an interesting conundrum because the Jets can't seem to get a third down stop, but the Steelers can't seem to get a third down conversion. So this game is going to be pretty interesting on Sunday. Uh, If you look at the Jets last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, or even the first three weeks of the season, a lot of the issues that they have defensively on third down come over the middle of the field between the linebackers and the safeties. Case in point. Uh, Last week, Joe Burrow had a 22-yard completion to Tyler Boyd, and he targeted C.J. Mosley on that that touchdown throw. If you look at Joe Burrow's passing stats last week, he was 9 of 11 for 141 yards and two touchdowns, throwing between the numbers. That's an 82% completion rate, picking on the Jets' linebackers and safeties meaning he's throwing down the middle of the field he's not going he's not going to the sidelines out of bounds i think if the pittsburgh steelers are going to win this game the way they're going to do it especially with their third down struggles they're probably going to get the ball to the outside i would imagine to either chase claypool or pat frearmouth to work over the middle and um Just get the the Jets struggling defense into the middle of the field. That's the target. That's how the Steelers are going to be successful. But if you look at the Jets opponents so far this year, so I'm talking about the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, uh, the Browns with Jacoby Brissett, and the Bengals with Joe Burrow, the difference between those three quarterbacks and Mitchell Trubisky is that Trubisky breaking down his game film and his tendencies throughout the course of this small sample size of a season so far. Mitchell Trubisky does not like to throw down the middle of the field. Last week against the Browns, he only attempted four passes over the middle, and two of them were completions. So take that for what you will. And although Trubisky was better against the Bengals in, uh, in week one, If you notice, and go back and watch those game highlights in the game film, Trubisky threw underneath a lot. He he barely threw it past the line of scrimmage. A lot of check down passes. Struggled to push the ball down the middle of the field. In that particular game, he only went down the middle of the field three times, converting just once. The one conversion, of course, was for 10 yards. Even against New England Patriots. Trubisky was one for three on pass attempts down the middle of the field more than 10 yards so that's very telling so Mitchell Trubisky may just be scared maybe he doesn't have the arm we saw what happened when he was in the Chicago Bears uniform and he wasn't the Bears starter for much longer once they heard to Justin Field So, the NFL is a game of tendencies, of course, but tendencies can only mean so much. We, know, we don't know what game plan the Steelers could roll out, but that's just my observation from studying the Steelers in preparation for this podcast this week. Um, if you're Robert Sala, or even uh, defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrich, um, you're going to want to force the Steelers to throw to the sidelines. Why do you want them to throw to the sidelines? Not only because throwing through the middle is a is a weakness. For Trubisky and a weakness for the Jets because, again, like I said earlier, the Jets get picked apart when a quarterback on the opposition is successful in throwing down the middle. One thing that the Steelers do not want to do, which is the strength of the Jets, uh, they do not want to pick on any of the corners, meaning Michael Carter, too, Sauce Gardner, or DJ Reed. Reason being is because uh, those three. Uh, CB trios have a registered a perfectly covered play rate of 83.9 percent that's best amongst all cornerback trios in the National Football League Uh, so pretty much what that means you try to pick on them and you will not be successful now as I mentioned earlier if you're Robert Sala what you don't want is the Steelers to target the linebackers and the safeties but we have covered that. The middle of the field is where the game will end up being won and lost. And again, interesting conundrum because Trubisky is a very weak quarterback, as I've stated earlier, when it comes to throwing down the middle. But the Jets' middle defense, no bueno. Uh, Something's got to give in this matchup between the Steelers and the Jets. Uh, The team that's going to win, I feel, is the one that's going to adapt its tendencies when it comes to... Uh, third downs and defense and as far as individual matchups go for these new york jets there are three key matchups that i feel that if the jets are able to focus on and exploit then they'll have the upper hand one being uh jets edge rusher carl lawson against steelers left tackle dan moore reason why i say that although lawson is off to a slow start uh, coming back from the achilles injury that had him out for the entire 2021 NFL season Lawson does lead the Jets defense with nine pressures that ranks uh, 28th in the NFL among edge rushers but he'll have a tall task as the Steelers left tackle Dan Moore uh, is a tougher matchup than the previous three left tackles on the previous three teams that we faced this season Uh, Dan Moore is off to a great start in pass protection he's only allowed two pressures this season he has an allowed pressure rate of just 1.7%, best in the National Football League among qualified left tackles, and that's that's not going to be an easy task for Carl Lawson to get to Mitch Trubisky with Dan Moore uh, standing in his way, especially when, um, let's face it, Mitch Trubisky is a very bad quarterback, and the Jets cannot afford to make a bad quarterback look good by allowing him time in the pocket, so Lawson's got to get to him. Another matchup, the Jets' run defense against the Steelers' run game. Why is this significant, you may ask. Ideally, the Steelers want to rely on Najee Harris to lead the charge in the run game. However, the Steelers' run game has not been successful so far this season. Najee Harris ranks fifth worst among 42 qualified running backs with only 3.2 yards per carry. Meanwhile, um, Najee Harris... His, uh, his individual metrics are not good at all. Out of the 42 qualified running backs, Najee Harris ranks 36th in missed tackles forced per carry with .15, and 34th in yards after contact per carry with 2.5. So what this actually leads me to believe is that it's Najee Harris's fault that the running game is struggling, not the offensive line. Because when you look at the rankings, Pittsburgh ranks well in a few run-blocking metrics. Uh, The Steelers are 14th in run-blocking grade, 62.1, as per pro football focus, and 13th in football outsiders' adjusted line yards per carry at 4.48. The Jets' run defense has also been a surprising strength thus far this season. Uh, The Jets have the 6th best uh, rush defense in the NFL, only allowing 3.7 yards per rush attempt. Uh, this is a mismatch that I believe is in the New York Jets' favor. Uh, the Jets have to see this as a golden opportunity. Um, the way that they're going to win this, if they wipe out the run game, they have to force Mitch uh, Trubisky to throw the ball. And if Mitch Trubisky's going to throw the football, again, he does not like to throw down the middle where the Jets are weak. The Jets are strong on the outside, so that's going to play right into the Jets' hands so that's that and last but not least the Jets pass blocking versus the Steelers pass pass rush sorry uh the Jets in a very lucky position right now because you want to talk about the Steelers pass rush what normally comes to mind when you think of the Steelers pass rush T.J. Watt T.J. Watt's got a torn pec he ain't gonna play So it's nearly impossible to envision the Jets' offense having a successful day with T.J. Watt rushing. However, with T.J. Watt sidelined for this game, uh, the Jets will have a chance to survive despite their injuries at the tackle position. The Steelers are a completely different football team defensively without T.J. Watt. Since T.J. Watt was drafted in 2017, the Steelers are 0-6 in games he does not play. So the Steelers, in their franchise history, have yet to win a game where T.J. Watt is not active for that game. That's crazy. That includes their losses to New England and Cleveland over the past two weeks. Uh, Statistically, uh, the Steelers' pass rush is sliced in half when T.J. Watt is out. When T.J. Watt is on the field for the Steelers, the Steelers' defense averages about 3.5 sacks per game. When he's not on the field for the Steelers, they average about one and a half. So that's two full sacks less per game on average. Jets got to take advantage of that. And reason being is because Joe Flacco is not starting on Sunday. Zach Wilson is back. We'll get into Zach Wilson in just a little bit. But Zach Wilson coming off that torn meniscus. The Jets cannot afford by any means to let Zach Wilson get touched. They have to guard him like the, the the Secret Service guards the president. Cannot let anybody touch that man. Zach Wilson missed the first three games of the season and missed the final two preseason games. So he's been out for a while with that uh, partially torn meniscus. Zach Wilson, a quarterback who has uh, taken to the ground when he can't find uh, a pass target. I don't know how mobile or immobile he will be because it remains to be seen. Uh, how that how that meniscus is feeling, how that knee shaping up, but the Jets absolutely must take advantage of this Steelers defense without T.J. Watt again. T.J. Watt out with a torn peck. so if the New York Jets can some way somehow focus on those uh, three key battles, I think they'll be all right. Now. Other things to focus on, we're going to talk about the Jets' injury report for Week 4 going into this Sunday's matchup against the Steelers. The Jets only list four players on the injury report. Uh, Linebacker Quincy Williams, uh, he is confirmed to be out this Sunday um, with an ankle injury. Uh, He did not practice all week. Cornerback Brandon Eccles uh, had a hamstring injury. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, and then on Friday was a full participant. Uh, He's questionable to play, but I believe he most likely will play. John Franklin Myers, the defensive end, had a case of turf toe. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, practiced in full Thursday, Friday. He's going to play, and as we mentioned, the aforementioned Zach Wilson will be making his season debut at quarterback. He had the meniscus injury. He was a full participant in practice all week, and he will play. So, ladies and gentlemen, predictions for this week, and I know I was wrong. I'm, I'm 0-1 on the season so far, but I honestly think that the Jets can hang with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, reason being, this Pittsburgh Steelers team is not good. As I mentioned before, the run game is horrid. Uh, Their defense is not going to be so good. They cannot convert on third downs. Uh, If we take a look at the spreads, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to Las Vegas, are three and a half point favorites to win this game. I believe the Jets, all they are, are a good defensive possession or two away from a win. Again, this Steelers team, not very good. I honestly believe that this game will be low scoring as well. I'm going to take the Jets here with a 20-17 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this one is not going to be pretty at all. It's actually going to be a very ugly game. It's going to come down to who wants it more. And I believe that the Steelers, again, no T.J. Watt, Najee Harris underperforming, and Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. I'm, I'm taking the Jets. This has been another episode of Rocket Fuel, the New York Jets podcast. A proud podcast member of the grid network and we'll be back next week to recap week four and look on to week five this has been rocket fuel a new york jets podcast i'm alfred barsar jr until next week
0: okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino